By the way, Dan, thank you for staying true to the show's theme of no matter what the joke, what, what the story was, the joke was, you found a way to steer it towards a pedophile joke. And for that, I thank you. I appreciate <laughs> oh, it. Lord. That was a fun time, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on. Have a good night. Okay. Oh, <laughs> my bad. We're doing this podcast in backwards. No, hey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tangents. I'm here. I'm joined by lots of people tonight. So many people. We can't even handle it. We're going to try our very best, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joined by three of the four people of the Therapy Absurd podcast. I'm joined Hi. by Stephen, Stephen Bowman. Damn it. God damn it. I did the Stephen thing. Damn I was it. worried all night. Like, don't you say don't fucking Stephen. Stephen. I hate fucking Stephen Colbert. He ruined Stephen. He oh. ruined it. That pompous asshole. Anyway, <laughs> and that's why we edit. I'm here with Stephen Bowman, yes. Yes, Dana Keel, and Dan Ochoa of the Therapy Absurd podcast. And boy, howdy. I kind of wish that the pre-show was actually the show because um, that was that was some interesting stuff, Dan. I like it. So, um, I, for I those of you, I love yeah, Bear and I am his mistress, so don't talk about my. Wife. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you got to talk to your man. That's some bullshit about his way he spells his name. That's some bullshit. All right. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's Stephen Colbert. Yeah, you know, he uses a he spells it's he's pronounced Stephen, but it's spelled Stephen. So like it, the whole because I mean I, I I've only like known one person who spelled their name like Stefan before Stefan and it was fucking Stephen Colbert and so he, that asshole ruined it for everybody and now he went and went uh, I'm sorry that man that gentleman that gentleman Dana who who I may have some you know slight disagreements with you know he went and uh, well dude God. I would say what though, tangent. That was one of the, I loved the Stephen Colbert show, like the the actual political one, like on Comedy Central back in the day. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah, ever watched yeah, that. I, I didn't. I didn't. I just. I only became uh, familiar with him once he got to mainstream. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really. Comedy Central is in mainstream, is what Dana just said. It well, was. I, mean- <laughs> you know, I, I think you know. We, me and Dan. I, you know, I, I love it because I, I think I get a sense of uh, the difference in generations. Just because I do, I had um, t- several years on the planet before we had anything other than like VHF and UHF. I think so much is mainstream now, depending on when it came into your whatever. But I, you know, I was, I grew up on a big three in terms of networks and mm-hmm. people that would sound like a foreign language if I said B- big three, but literally like ABC, CBS and NBC were the big three networks. Everything yeah. else was like, a, 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 what do you say? A local station situation. So there mm-hmm. wasn't really a Fox and there wasn't really like, not like that. And when Fox did finally come into prominence, it was still for a generation of us an outsider because we came up on a big three, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now no one, no one talks like that anymore. No one would say that anymore. And Comedy Central was like so much a cable channel. And before cable channel, before cable TV was everywhere, cable was something of the privilege. I remember when I grew up in Alabama, people, there was cable. I heard of it. But like the only thing we remember, I remember is that you could get HBO and 
I don't even, I'm sure Showtime may have existed, but these were things that were not in everyone, everyone's household and you had to pay. There were not cable packages in 1973. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there were, certainly, and, and I hear, I grew up lower middle class. I grew up in a two-story house. I didn't grow up in a shack in the country. I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama. So there wasn't, you know, so it wasn't odd. Now, when I moved to, when we moved to New Orleans, cable still wasn't in every area. We moved to New Orleans in 1980. We got a home in 1981. Cable still wasn't in every area. I remember distinctly when the Cox cable guy was coming down the block to offer people cable. I remember I was in the, I guess the ninth grade. And I remember my sister and I going to tell our neighbors two doors down, hey, the cable guy is on the street. Like we were kids, but we just didn't have a great sense of whatever, yeah. what, good news. So that's what we thought was good news. So I saw that to say all of that. Cable guy. Is, is that, is that like, is that something that was horrific for your parents to hear you like run around the corner? Mom, the guy selling Cox is here. Right, right, and see the thing is, exactly. I heard what were, I was on something recently. And somebody talked about Cox Cable, and it brought back a flood of memories because, <laughs> of course, at twelve or thirteen, you're not, you don't know any other word for Cox. like Cox is not the other oh, one. Yeah. You know, I know it's a joke, Dan, but I'm just saying no. <laughs> <laughs> My dad could have cared less. You know, we that was the keto, and I. Uh, <laughs> Comedy Central wasn't mainstream, you know. I mean, oh, no, that was like HBO back in that day, yeah. man. I, but I, I do remember when Comedy Central first started because I was a huge Spencer. I don't know if you were a fan of this. Were you a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000? You know, actually, it flew under my radar when I was younger. I'm aware of it, like, I know all about it now. And you know, I, I love the um, what's I don't know what you call it, the style. Like where it's like yeah. the ranting and the silhouettes, it's genius. I love the style of it, and it's basically yeah. like affected all like the different type of genre of that. I'm blabbering. No, no, <laughs> well, no, no. But I mean, I think we all do that quite a bit. Um, but uh, <laughs> but but, uh, but for, for the sake of Wikipedia, oh. Comedy Central was launched in 1991. By 1991, I was a grown up. I was so any, oh. it's not part of any of my formative child. I was two years out of college, and mind you. I graduated from college at like late. So I would have been 23 or so, 24 by that mm. time. It's not, it's not a formative developmental thing. Dana, you're dating yourself. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what happens. Right. that's what happens when you do get to a certain age. You don't care about being dated. Now, I don't necessarily tell my age, but I'm at the age where I don't care about being dated. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a line. Like you're not going to, there's some lines we don't cross. <laughs> all right you can flirt we can flirt with it but you fuck around you're not gonna find out okay <laughs> by the way dan thank you for staying true to the show's theme of no matter what the joke what, what the story was the joke was you found a way to steer it towards a pedophile joke and for that i thank you I appreciate that. Challenge for the rest of this time? Uh, uh depends. <laughs> depends. That's like, why I get the raw audio him. first. Don't encourage him. <laughs> there are rules, though. There are rules. There are rules. They, they, there are the, rules. The rules are. <laughs> Mm -mm. You gotta say things without saying them if it's gonna be a good dark joke or good. <laughs> exactly, you have to imply that they committed suicide, not that the jet that they did, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right. So, I mean, I know. Let's. I know that was a little like you know 
pretty light and fluffy the suicide pedophile stuff but you know it might have to transition i understand i know it's pretty light you know, we all hate small talk it's like oh the weather uh epstein sex island it's all very banal now I mean, well that's all... the, that's what i love about comedians you don't just do small talk you get right into it right there yeah. and you're like hey was this funny yeah i mean if you're having small talk with a comedian that you actually like it's it's weird it's something wrong like you just kind of just talk shit to each other at the very least yeah i'm gatekeeping as a two-year as a two-year comic i am gatekeeping how other comedians <laughs> should operate because i think as a two-year comic who better to know comedy than someone who just met who just fell in love well, no, I fell in love. Who just started uh, uh, realizing that they You're in your honeymoon phase? Well, I was in my honeymoon phase, okay. and then COVID happened. I man, I had just got um, a recurring show, like a storytelling show, at, like one of the local comedy clubs. Nice. And uh, it's like the fourth time I said on the podcast, but the biggest tragedy of COVID is my comedy career. But you know, that's a whole other thing. Whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting for that to like not go well and it's like it's the guest just to be completely like stone wall face and just like my father died of covid <laughs> but like in that gravelly voice too like are you flirting with me or like what i'm not really sure what's going on which i don't know maybe that is small talk <laughs> See, now it goes going with like Dan, like, okay, we're just gonna do like murder and like <laughs> flirty <laughs> stuff. What can we do? What can we do? Non sequitur, just new topic, new topic. So, so well, I just gotta bring up there's there's a guy, oh gosh, I and I, I love this comedian, he's uh from Canada. I'm forgetting his name right now, but he did talk once about wouldn't one of the worst heckles ever be is the death heckle, where somebody goes, Do you know how much I hate you? Just die. <laughs> yeah, like you can't, you can't say anything back to them. No, that's the ultimate fuck you. Yeah. Your your set was so Let your comedy is so bad that I didn't kill myself. My body just <laughs> threw in the towel. It ceased like, to be. <laughs> imagine seeing a set so bad that your body even knows. Like, all right, this is we're done. This is. Let's, let's, go. <laughs> let's let's get out of here. Oh, that'd be horrible! Horrible! You killed somebody. I mean, sure. you, you guys, you guys are all you guys are all comedians. You guys have seen, I'm sure, terrible sets. But like everybody, many names. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Let's let, let, let's shit on like no, comedians. No, that that's. This I shit on myself yeah. enough as it is. I mean, no. last episode I just talked about like how like one of my most recent sets was an epic bomb because I hadn't been on stage in like four months, and well, on stage I hadn't been, I hadn't had a microphone in my hand. We were in a park, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I won't say it was on stage, but it was just you know it was a bad set. Just rusty, rusty. Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna... I haven't done his. I haven't done. Hold on, hold on, Dan. I, this is what I want to know. <laughs> like when you say rusty, are you, you saying know? a rusty? Never mind. We talked no, no, no. about that. Trombone. What I'm saying is, is it like, do you feel like your timing is off? Do you feel like you're not yourself? Like, talk to me about it. the reason I want to know is just because we did a recording with some friends. We did some stage stuff on Sunday. And because I had been the person, like, kind of producing the whole thing. 
when I had to, when it was time for me to do my set, it, I, you know, I've been on mics and stuff during the week, but I all of a sudden didn't feel like I could rise to the occasion of being on stage. And, and, and I, I did, I figured it out. I got there, but in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I could perform through not having that feeling. Like if, if that energy hasn't bubbled up so that when I'm on stage, I'm there, I probably would have a big struggle. So that's why I'm curious about when you say rusty, can you, if you don't mind, like kind yeah, of sure. that feels what you're not just that people did or did not laugh, but what's the feeling for you? You're a better host than I am. Um, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the rust, I think one of those like intangible things about, Oh God, it sounds like so weird. Like well, things about comedy, but one of the, like the things that I've been able to learn in my small amount of time doing comedy, you know how they say horses, they know when you're afraid mm -hmm. audiences, audiences, they know very quickly. If you're afraid, it's like, what it is, is like, I'm not a very stoic person. So like, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so to speak. And I don't mean like I just started like, you know, screaming obscenities and slurs to the audience, which is basically my five minute set anyway. But I mean, not at the beginning. Right. I, I work into that. I work into that. You don't, you can't just start off with just throwing out slurs. It don't mean, yeah. it doesn't. And especially like if you're the third white person in the row to do it, it's like, dude, come on. Like you're the third racist white dude in a row. Like, we get it. You hate everyone. But anyway, uh, what clubs are you going to? Well, this is in a park, so I mean, <laughs> like the first two guys weren't even scheduled. Yeah, no, the first two guys lived there, bro. <laughs> I just didn't have a mic. I didn't have a mic. The next week, I gotta tell you about these dang canaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Canaries. Like, what park are you? What, what park are you living in? A like, coal mine? A co exactly. Like, is that why you're just like? <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to say a slur in my joke. That actually could say, explain a lot if you're from the mine, because I would, I could expect, I would expect it to be a lot of, I don't know, mine poisoning, whatever it's called. That might explain a lot of things. Very little I know about you, but I mean, I feel like you could definitely you can milk that for some government benefits. I think you should. I think you should. And I'm really I'm kind of pissed you're not already doing it. All right, kind of pissed, Dan. Drunk coal miner, Dan. It'll be exactly. No, the drunk. Yeah, the drunk. But you're also you've been disabled by your living conditions because you live in a mine. And there's a. I rather tell people I'm, I'm a garden gnome, but I'm too tall to be a garden gnome and too short to be a wrestler so i'm unemployed so give me some benefits i think that's the perfect example of why you've been living in a mine for so long you're saying that there's just like oh sorry going back to what you're saying my bad tangent uh, <laughs> uh so the audience is like this particular time when i went up well, I did my first joke and I did a different joke for my first joke. One that I hadn't done yet as a first joke. Uh, <laughs> one that I shouldn't do as a first joke. <laughs> <clears throat> I love the joke, but it's a new joke. And, you know, you usually got to start with uh, your best joke. At least when you're at my, my level, you got to start with your best joke. Because I don't really know how to, like, you know, keep audiences engaged besides just making him laugh i don't really i have no like other sort of skills like oh i can i can't really gauge an audience re reaction more than like they liked it or they didn't so on that note the first joke did not go well 
and uh so basically the whole i feel like my whole set was mm -hmm. to kind of derail i derailed it got it just, yeah because it's like and that's one of the things that i at least myself i'm better at when i do comedy more than once every four months like because it's it's much easier to like all right transition right into your next joke or whatever it's 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 i don't know i feel like um actually you don't really piss me off though was literally someone went up before me a couple mm -hmm. like two or three people before me who literally just had mental illness and she did better than me which made me very angry like <laughs> because wait, i'm pretty sure and, and, like, and not like and not like not like what well, you say she just had mental illness. Like she didn't really have any jokes. She's just like, "Hey, I'm mentally ill." Laugh. She was. She was. No, she was just. I mean, she was. It wasn't like you know, sad mentally ill. Like it wasn't just like some homeless person just screaming. But it was <laughs> like this. She was just like trolling, but doing a bad job. Oh, okay. So it's like gotcha. okay, she's got to be mentally ill. Like because she's just doing like five minutes of setup. <laughs> like that was it. It was like so. I was at the the doctor's yesterday. And like, I hate being a doctor. Uh, and it just, she did that for five minutes. And she got more laughs than I did. And I went up there with killer pedophile jokes. I don't get it. You yeah. know, that, that reminds me of, uh, <laughs> of what's it called? Of, of uh, 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 Patton Oswalt talking about the guy, Dr. Pepper, if you've ever seen his bit on that. Feeling kind of Patton was the first comedy album I ever bought. Oh, okay, good, good. That yeah. so you know what I'm talking about, Doctor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know where to start or where to begin. Yeah, I was kind of. That's exactly kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, if you haven't heard that, and Stephen, like his his whole thing about Doctor Pepper, hilarious. I yeah, you know, I mean, and you are laughing at someone who's probably mentally ill, but it's the story still funny we're how comedians I, oh look okay killed, first off way, we're all comedians we are all allowed to laugh people with mental illness because we're comedians we're all mentally ill oh, like okay. what tragedy <laughs> happened in our lives where like i'm gonna go on stage and talk about jokes about my pee pee like there's no there's no like good thing that happened in my life to what actually motivated me to go do that like i don't know someone slapped me like i don't know probably my first grade teacher probably slapped me in the face and called me a pig or something i don't know i mean something <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that I I would have started. I wish I would have started sooner, because uh, I definitely needed Damn. this in my life a lot sooner. Uh, my mom died about eight years ago. Not to be the Debbie Downer here, uh, or or John Downer, or whatever. However, we'll, we'll keep it equal there. Uh, but I, I I didn't. You know, I really wish that when she passed away, it's something I started because I I fucking needed it really bad. I didn't have my band anymore. Uh, you know, I had not long from that gotten married. I just had a baby like a few mm. months after my mom passed away. And then not even less than a year, my grandpa passed away. Like this was all like really condensed. And then not even a little after a year, my wife went back to work. And then I was at home with the baby dealing with the grief of the loss of my mother, dealing with that. My brother now lives in the house and he ain't all there. You know, and then fucking, uh, not having any, you know, my, my, uh, not having any grandparents or grandma and grandpa to come help me with the baby. So I, I about had a nervous breakdown from her raise a fucking kid, you know, who just. And that is a. Oh, God, go ahead. No, no, you're good. That, like, I, wish, a, I wish I had it sooner is what I'm saying. That's the perfect recipe for comedy. Like, that's the same thing. My whole family's so fucked up. I mean, like, my grandmother, like, spent her first, like, 
day of life in an oven. And I mean it because like she was a preemie, like because okay. it's super warm. Okay. Uh, that, that, okay. What? Like, <laughs> like, no, like I just, I'm not going like some hacky Holocaust joke. Like this is actual like. No, no, but, wait, what happened? Okay. <laughs> no, basically, like my grandmother was born up in real northern California, uh, like Red Bluff. If you've ever heard of it. Ah. Um, yeah. Basically, like she's born, she might as well have been born in a goddamn covered wagon. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, the ice block man was, it, it was like the sweeping new technology. I mean, they've already had it for like 50 years, but they're like, they just brought ice to Red Bluff and they just had a, a party in the street. Anyway, <laughs> terrible tangents about so shitting on cold. Red Bluff. It's so cold. So hey, cold. Man. No. When, you, but, when you've never had ice, to have a cold, like legit cold drink, man, that's like wow. wow. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Anything, and you have it for the first time. It's pretty cool. Oh, no, I, I get it. I, <laughs> I would kill my family right now for a glass of ice water. Right now, and I've had I've had ice water today. But just to your point, just to your point, Stefan. I mean, it's that important. It's that important. And I mean, that's why she was a premium. I mean, they were so excited. Oh God, this, never mind. Bad tangents. This is bad tangents. <laughs> but you know that that's that's the thing that really uh, drove me uh, into. Other than the fact that I was a huge fan of stand-up comedy, other than I had uh, I had a, a gentleman. I forget his name, and I feel horrible about it. But he was a comedian that lived in this apartment where I lived with my mom in probably like one of the worst parts of Torrance. When you say Torrance, you think like okay, rich white people, uh, some rich Asians, and then everybody else. And this part of Torrance, uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't know there were rich white people in Torrance. My, oh, like, yeah. I didn't know I, any no, rich white people in Torrance. I thought it was oh, yeah. all I I, the I, latter. I, you say Torrance to me, I'm like, oh, like in my mind, it's all like Southside. Like, just, I just no, yeah, the, I forgot there was a Torrance till you said you live there. Oh, geez, <laughs> but right. up the hill is PV, right? Where you have Tony right. Scott, who's Ridley Scott's brother, who jumped off the Vincent St. Thomas Bridge. Right, 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 you right. have the dude from um Lincoln Park who lived up there too. Unfortunately, who also killed himself. Mm -hmm. We have a lot. Uh, Chuck Norris has a, a, a an actual theater up there named after him. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of really famous people that just live slightly right up the hill, right? Mm -hmm. just, not even far from me, just right up the hill. You know. Uh, you think there's something slightly in their ice water? <laughs> there might be. Spencer, watch out for that ice water. I love how your example of the rich people in PV are the ones who committed suicide. Like, oh yeah, no, they're right up the hill. <laughs> Palos Verde, you mean, or what? Yeah, right, right. but I don't, I don't, ah, I said it right, Palos Verde, but I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. No, we love you, <laughs> but you know, so the neighborhood I lived in, and I'm still writing material, uh, on that I haven't shared with anybody yet, but um, you know, it was, it was not, it was a really, really bad neighborhood. We had drive bys every Friday, oh, yeah, cool, fun. you could like, you know, set watch. It was synchronized, so we knew Friday's <laughs> drive-by day, okay, uh, and Saturday's was Corn Man. Alotes, 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 and he has a little card and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Corn Man, man. shit, man. Well, like, because I spent the night at my, you know, my my buddy who was pretty well off in his neighborhood. It was quiet as shit. You stayed in my mom's neighborhood, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There was bum 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 mariachis. Holy shit! Drive-bys every Friday, though. That's real. That's not made up. That's fucking real. But that's honestly what I when I upon moving to LA and he, and I don't remember who, what, or whatever the reason that I first went down to Torrance for anything. 
I just thought it was another like city where there's a ton of African-Americans. I had no idea. Like, but that's, I was a newbie to LA, to California. So I just didn't know what was there. So I probably had to go down there to see somebody African-American. So I just thought, oh, there's a lot of African-Americans around here. And that's it. I didn't think, you know, I, I'm learning. I'm still learning too. After being here. Just that apartment complex, Dana. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Just that one. Just that one. <laughs> what would I it wasn't, I didn't go to an apartment. It was like, I went to someone's home. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My mom ran the apartment. That doesn't work as good for the joke, though. So I had to use apartment. <laughs> My mom ran the apartment, and I got lucky because uh, the different, uh, you know, gangsters or gangs that around there, they, they'd seen me enough to not mess with me too much, but I did get pulled up on several times. And I, I, oh, yeah. And I know. A few, maybe all. I don't know. I don't want to say all, but I know a few were definitely uh, strapped up, um, <laughs> you know, and rolled up on me, and you know, and I, I don't know, man. It was terrifying, but I'd been used to it because I got picked on throughout high school anyway, and so you know, I was like, but, 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 you know, they weren't walking; they were in a car with one of the hands dug deep into the doors. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I knew, like, I, okay, I'm going to answer very respectfully. And no sir. Uh, no, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man. I don't want to get shot in the middle of the street. Right. For what, dude? For what? Run your fucking mouth. Something, right? So I was Oof. very careful. And, you know, not even a couple blocks up the street, somebody somebody got, got it, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was, say yes, sir. No, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, and. When when they ask you where you're from, you, you best answer quickly and honestly. Don't don't uh, lie about it or don't try to you know peacock uh, your male uh, <laughs> ego out because oh, oh that's no you're gonna get shot. <laughs> this is probably a bad time to say it now, but uh, this podcast is sponsored by the uh, tourism agency board of Torrance, California. <laughs> Torrance, California fever. Catch it anyway, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because, like, people with with that idea that uh, comedians have had tough times and stuff really makes me think that I'm going to suck at this gig because I grew up in Walnut, California. I didn't didn't hear gunshots every night. Walnut Creek? or Fuck, my parents come to my shows now. They were there last night, right, guys? Um, Oh, no. I love your parents. They were parents that went to my metal shows and, like, bought my shirts and stuff. That's cool. My mom, my mom was like that. My dad was very yeah. much like, "Are you on drugs? You are on drugs. I know you're on fucking drugs, right?" And I'd be like, "On home, I'd be, you know, at home on time. I'd be doing my homework on time, right? It didn't matter." Mm-hmm. Stefan, you're on drugs. What are you taking? Tell me. Who's your dealer? And I'm like, "Who the? F- like, <laughs> Why do you ask that, mom? Because I want to know if they can outbid mine." <laughs> no, no, that's my dad, dude. Oh, okay. my <laughs> not my mom. My mom was. I was in a clubhouse room recently and that people were talking about that, that everybody that does comedy is certainly not, you know, has some scar or multiple scars in childhood. Plenty, you know, am I scarred from a few things? Yeah. My mom died when I was 11. It's pretty, you know, whatever. We've had some transitions. My dad was the best dad that he knew how to be, um, but he wasn't very present to his twin daughters. And we just kind of had a lot to figure out. The only thing we knew was to have good grades in school, but you know, I am, 50 and single and I can't keep house. So there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot. Well, I I was just going to say like, if I have any scarring, it's from being a white guy that doesn't like the corporate culture that my ancestors made. (laughs) And that's where I get scarred. Like it's not, 
you know, I love the home life. I, I grew up well with the family, but then I got into the working world and I looked around and I went, wait, it's this until you die. No, no, there's <laughs> gotta be another way. Um, I do the J job because, you know, I got the kids and I got to take care of them and, you know, we, we have the house and you gotta, gotta make sure, but, uh, comedy, uh, which Stefan talked me into trying has become cheaper than going to therapy. Uh, and one, one of the other things is my day job, I work with engineers. So they were sick of hearing my jokes because they didn't get them. <laughs> so I had to go tell jokes to people that get comedy. <laughs> and now I get to hear people laugh at what I say. And then when I go to work, I can actually focus on that and, and, and stuff. So it's, it's actually kind of helped uh, many areas of life. But that's why I got into it. And also, I just like performing because I'm a ham. Dog, I used to work in an elevator company with a bunch of engineers. I don't know how the fuck you ever tried working on material with them. Those are some stone faced dudes. <laughs> like they don't they don't budge for anything, man. It is weird. No, but I what uh what what general industry I software? Okay. All right. But but it so, is funny. Dan Ochoa, like... Dan Ochoa from Oracle on the podcast. <laughs> I think you should go real dark. I think what you need to do. You should go real dark with your humor with them. Because look, the only way you're gonna crack a smile with those dudes is just you got you gotta go, you gotta go for the I don't know. Go for the jugular? You gotta go for the jugular, but uh, only as so far as HR will allow you. So maybe maybe Speaking of someone who used to work for a company with a really shitty HR department. And by shitty, I mean really good at their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they I, I get the employer relations. Now they're human resources. There was a name change for a reason. Oh, my God. I for, I didn't even. I didn't even yeah, it was employee relations. And it was it was meant to facilitate a uh, symbiotic understanding between management and the employees. And then it became. Human resources. Managing <laughs> and human capital. Yeah, and no, staying yeah. out of lawsuits. That's right, a big part of what they do. I've heard. Spencer, are you in Northern California or Southern California? I'm in Northern California. Okay. I'm up in Sacramento. Okay. And then like, what's the Tuckin? I mean, I know we're all here together. What's the comedy scene like there? Are you guys Zoom in? Are you guys club? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, Zoom shows. I just, it's just, I, I I have nothing against it, obviously, because it doesn't, I mean, more power to you, especially those who are like thriving off of it. Hell yeah. It's just not for me. You know, it's that's like when the, when the pandemic hit, that's why like, that's when I started my podcast That's when I started like oh, okay. my little cooking YouTube comedy amalgamation thing, which mm -hmm. I haven't come out with in a while, but that's when I started branching off into like other creative things. Cause I just look, I, I if I'm going to bomb, I'm going to bomb on stage at a comedy show it's weird bombing in your room <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only place i've done it so far right so <laughs> wait a minute so am i the elder statesman in the room when it comes to comedy so i've I been doing because so, i mean i'm um i'm um i'm um like i literally like, i always i distinguish it but by just saying i got focused in october of 19 but i tried out comedy for like a split second 20 years ago and then I just didn't stay with it. The only the place where I got my feet kind of warmed up was honestly through Toastmasters. They have 
within the Toastmasters community, there's um, they have speech competitions. And within mm-hmm. that, they actually have a, a speech competition up until the year 2017, every year devoted to humorous. And so I competed every year. I went to the district level two or three times, you know, so I, I always felt like I had, if I could ever get the nerve to hit an open mic, I always felt like I could do something special, but I totally kind of stayed hidden in that community because, you know, I was performing for two or 300 people. They were laughing. I built a reputation. I was, you know, whatever, but um, in terms of calendars, yeah, because I'm only at, I guess, 18, just trying really hard to snatch out 18 months. And that's not even really real. It's more like 15 months, but I just say 18 months. Cause nobody says 15 months, right? Like, you know, children yeah, are still talking right? a month. Children, all, are, children, are one, children are one, they are 18 months or they're 24 months. They're not, no one's, you know, people are 15 months, but no one talks about <laughs> 24 it. months. They just say two at that point. Well, oh but my gosh. Yeah. I, I, that's <laughs> a whole nother conversation for another day, but I was always blown away when people would be like 24 months what? Like, that's just two. Like, why are we not? Just just two? But I mean, I don't know. I, I, Cause I didn't do it. Like I, I think once Ali was, my son was 18 months. We still talked about, I still, I would say a year, but then if people would say how old, then I would say 18 months. Cause we were solidly out of one year, but we weren't, you know, he wasn't two yet. So I get that, but I'm like, I never could understand. I mean, and I'm a, I have no problem doing the math, but I'm just like, why we don't have to put calculations where they don't have to be. We don't need to make people <laughs> you know, put forth effort where we could just say two. Well, well, when my kids were three, I had to ask them how old they were in front of people. I don't so know. Then, how old are you? Once they were three, I'm like, I don't know. How old are you? <laughs> yeah, they say four, whatever. Give them ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I uh, my uh, comedy anniversary will be, I believe it's next week or the week after. I think what, it's what, March, what March 12th will be one year. Year? A year? Yeah, okay. one year. Yeah. Oh, you know shit. your one year anniversary? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god, it's yeah. all downhill from here. But what what's hey, that man? I've been married for 13 years, bro. So it's there you go, baby. <laughs> what are you talking about? You <laughs> what is your anniversary? You're, you're the gun loaded, you're just ready to no, I, I blame point. myself though. I don't blame my wife. I blame myself. So yeah, see, is yeah, that yeah, the yeah. anniversary of your first show? First first open night? Um that would be if we were to go a little bit before that, then it'd already be my anniversary. But I count it from the day that I did. I performed at Flappers live on stage. I count that day. Showcase your level yeah. one showcase. Yeah, yeah. I, I count open mic. So like, and I just discovered that I'm actually 17 months. I just, yeah. I, just I actually just tallied it. I'm actually on the seventh of this month. I will be 17 months. Yeah. The the only place I was able prior to that show to do open mics, other than the stuff online, was oh actually no, they weren't even doing online. I was live. At Bobby's class in right, right, right. Korea Town, right uh, or K Town, if you will, uh, in California, is and, that like a cake up? No, but maybe oh, okay. a little bit, just a little. Um, and so, the, you know, I would drive every Saturday to K Town for eight weeks to, you know, Tao Dow Comedy Studio, and wow. we would do their little open mic there live. And that's when I met, you know, Susan Wolf, Danny seven, Brooks. Seven, seven. So. You were driving. I just I'm just not putting this together. So you were driving in town for class, but you weren't coming to her mics because you're you live in Toronto. I live far. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so you basically you basically were coming to class, and then when it was time to do the graduate showcase, that was kind of like your first the flappers, like oh, your yeah. first real. Oh yeah. So I only had the, uh, the open mic in the class, which we right. all had about five or six minutes, whatever it was, and then there's a coffee shop in San Pedro. Uh, where our good buddy uh, who did the show and who's cool with us, uh, Ron Placone, um, mm-hmm. uh, is now or resides. And uh, he uh, 
there's a coffee shop out there called uh, Sacred Grounds. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would uh, go and do uh, an open mic because it was the closest place. Right. You know, the wife has crazy work hours and I have a kid now who learns from home. At that point, she wasn't. I had to pick her up from school and drop her off uh, or excuse me, drop her off and pick her up. This is before we had a dog. Right. <laughs> and it's hard to find a gig during the day when she's at school, too. Oh, yeah, there's because no there's no there, one with yeah. traffic. I'm going to get back yeah. from Hollywood back here. That's not going to happen. Were so you I had sacred grounds? So you were doing sacred grounds while you were in class? Uh, well, and here's the thing. <laughs> I I would uh, film myself at home and rewatch it and, you know, obviously read her book. And then uh, I would get the stuff from her class, the, you know, whatever happened in her class and then take it home and then, you know, read stuff over and over and over, record myself, watch it, record myself, watch it. Um, and then I was able to, once I found sacred grounds, I was able to, uh, several days before the show go there and uh, do it. Um, but it was hard because the, the individual, and I'm not going to blame them. I blame myself. Um, you get on this list there and there's people who come up there to do, you know, uh, spoken word, poetry. Okay, so uh, it was uh, oh God, I'm already scared. He skipped me. And I was there for like three or four hours waiting just to get up to do my damn five minutes. Wow. Oh, yeah. So that you, made the, the nervousness. Did you, know you, first. Did you like tell him like what happened? Like, how did you? Oh, finally, somebody who saw me sign up uh, stood up for me as well and was just like, hey, that that guy over there has been waiting hours and he he's right here on the list. What's going on? And I even, you know, spoke to the owner and was explaining the situation. And then I got and I got laughs. I got mm-hmm. laughs. A lot of the people there uh, really liked a lot of the. Uh, uh, jokes about my racist grandpa, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was just, it was, you know, it was a very color, uh, colored audience as far as like, uh, uh, what we're not supposed to say homeless now. You, you can just so, say multi-ethnic. You don't have to say colored anymore. It's saucy characters. I don't know. I said multi-ethnic. Now you're going like, there's a bunch of degenerates in the room. No, no. <laughs> I told Bobby, Bobby about this and Bobby's like, no, home impaired or there's some new way of saying homeless that you don't say homeless i forget uh, what it was or you say, say without domicile that's what people domicile. Okay. Domicile. Oh, Jesus, that's way too many characters <laughs> that's, that's, dude, I, and, and it doesn't like give them anything like they're like oh yeah, thanks that, for the word that helps no one and so you know i'm in there i get on stage and you could tell there's paying customers and those that are kind of temporarily living in there until it closes type of customers um all sweet people but I got I got some laughs, a lot of laughs. They really liked, like I said, the stuff about my racist white grandpa. They really mm-hmm. liked that stuff for whatever reason. And uh, stuff about my dad making fun of my mom and, you know, all that kind of craziness. Uh, but it was an experience. And I, I would, you know, uh, I I just wish. And that's one of the reasons, uh, even on our own podcast, Therapy of the Absurd, uh, I, and another one that we did that I talked about wanting to uh, throw shows locally in Torrance. And to create a haven and a space uh, for people who have to drive an hour away that maybe have kids or can't find a babysitter or, uh, you know, uh, have an out, you know, an outlet or somewhere else to go. Maybe that's closer to where they are. It's not to take away from somebody else's business. That's not the goal. The goal is just to have a a place for people to go that uh, maybe have really hectic schedules and can't drive an hour away. You know? Well, it's a, a lot of times it's liquor laws and and bar laws like that. There's a lot of communities that don't allow bars to be built within their within a certain like area of the community, 
there's places like Walnut where you can't have a bar, but you can go to the pizzeria and get hammered <laughs> on pictures because they sell pizza. Mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be allowed to really have a live thing happen because of the location. So what kind of screws a lot of comedy from being like in other areas is, is actually those local laws about ah, We don't, we don't want debauchery here mm-hmm. to have people to go to comedy clubs. Well, what about Brian Regan fans? You know what they do. They have an Elks Lodge not far from me that can be rented out. I was, I was, oh, you could work. So you probably work something out. I'm um, Sean Wayans though. Um, I was listening to him on a thing and he and a bunch of comics, Ron G, um, who I think is so funny. They, they uh, I can't think of the other comics in their kind of tribe, but there was a either delicious pizza on sunset, but they were all doing comedy there. Like 20, when, uh, when Sean started. So the pizzeria is not the, you know, uh, if you go in and talk to someone that's, you know, that's possible. Like I totally, I mean, I was, I, I, you know, I talk about, I was definitely working in entertainment in different capacities, far from being on the stage. And so there are many times we've all had, we had to get creative about venues and about places to do things. And um, one of my favorite like indie soul artists, his name is Eric Roberson. Um, Eric is based in um, New Jersey, Philly area, but came in town to do an album release and worked it out with a barbershop. So a bunch of us then converged on a barbershop to to hear our favorite artists and to play records. So I think comedy is the same way. Even, um, you know, the the chessboard, I've, you know, been able to go into unconventional spaces uh, in years past and figure out, you know, can we, you know, can we maybe put a board over there? Can we just, you know, have people gather or whatever? So much. So, I mean, we're pandemic has obviously forced us onto the streets. But like four years ago, I guess now five, because it's 2021, I had asked a good girlfriend of mine, could we do it? She's an esthetician and owns like a salon for, you know, waxing and all that. We ended up, we did some chess classes inside our shop. And then one day we just found ourselves on the sidewalk out front, you know, teaching chess to kids. Like it just, you know, it's just something I was trying to do because I was, I thought, I thought there was an, a need for it. But to, to your, to your point though, Stefan, I think, check, you know, because the Elks Lodge, Never underestimate people wanting to brand themselves as something more interesting in the community. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And so the Elks Lodge people may be interested. That's, that's that's what I want to do. I really want to help. The, I want to support the community, uh, and I would like to have more places for people to do, you know, comedy, whether it be uh, through a digital means or through a physical means. Mm. Which is another reason why I want to get the vaccine. Uh, because I want to, you know, obviously further network for the podcast and further network for, you know, support of local comedy. I'd like to have, you know, when I heard, when I heard, uh, you know, it's like people that have been on the podcast, Keisha with Friday Night Funnies and, mm-hmm. and uh, Carol Newell with all the stuff that she's doing. I want, I want to, I want to be a part of that in a whole nother way. So like, if there's like a show they need when everything, everything goes back to normal right. and people need a show, even in the Torrance uh, South Bay area, oh, I can yeah, already- right bam, be good to go, you know, with shows and open mics, right? you know, and uh, have something for everybody because I just, uh, I, there, there was a place I used to play music, not to derail this too far, but called the Holy Gully. I believe it was in Long Beach. I might be wrong. Um, uh, as in uh, that place, Downey. Okay. in Downey. And it had two stages, Dana Spencer. And that to me is amazing. I would love to find a venue that has two to three stages so I can rotate people, right? Have maybe a music act in one where we're setting up for the others. Music act is 10 minute set is done. Have somebody do comedy. Music act goes back on for five, 10 minutes, whatever. And then have somebody do comedy or just have comedy just rotate. 
right? So that way there's no waiting for anybody. You just keep going. Yeah, you make the audience move. They got legs. <laughs> they got, they got legs. Of them. We but, have a ramp yeah. for the others. Well, that's like I want to. I want you know, big dreams, big dreams. I want not even just dreams, goals. Right. I want to throw comedy festivals. Damn it! You know? <laughs> so Spencer, when are they talking about opening up in Sacramento? Or I guess we're we're all under the same governor. But what do you, what you know? What's what's that looking like? We uh, I think right now we're like the purple stage. We're like at the most fuck stage right now. <laughs> purple. Stage. Oh, right. I didn't know there was a color code. Teach me. Teach me. I mean, it's like purple, light purple, and really light purple i forgot it's like <laughs> it's like purple blue and red i don't know anyway basically it's for my shirt right exactly yeah no essentially it's i think it's uh if there's four or more cases a day reported then it's the high level. i basically oh. we're kind of not really but sort of not open like okay for example we're masks are still required but like I went to the grocery store at like 5.30 in the morning the other day because I just couldn't sleep. And like in my, I didn't realize I wasn't wearing a mask when I walked in and no one said anything until I was almost walking to the register like like the entire way through. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And right. I just like threw it over my face. And like people looked at me and like looked at me and just like, oh, there's a person. It wasn't like, oh, you piece of shit. Shit, right? <laughs> So like people, I think people, people, my point is that people are just kind of over it up here mm -hmm. and um, nothing's opening up as far as like comedy clubs. I, I can't imagine there's going to be any comedy club okay. open soon. Um, Unless it's in Texas. What? Right. Well, but yeah, but in Sacramento, no. Okay. Guys, I was just curious because I know, you know, LA is obviously, you know, we're pretty shut down and, but there's different talk. Like they're trying to have kids back in school here in April. Like they're trying to, they're, they're working on whatever they're working on. Um, but I understand, you know, like people being over it. I'm over it too, to a degree. Mm -hmm. But like, there's still a pandemic, and at least we have vaccines out. Like it's almost over. Just chill for a few months right. longer. It, when people yell at the government saying, I'm sick of this pandemic, end it. It reminds me of my cat yelling at me because it's raining outside and she won't go out. Interesting comparison. I like it. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like, I didn't No, there's a different <laughs> issue causing the rain cat. Okay. <laughs> I'm not causing the rain. <laughs> and it's like, I understand people being totally sick of it, but luckily we actually have some sort of vaccine or something. Mm -hmm. Dana's got it. Uh, <laughs> and, I'm waiting for the Johnson and Johnson, the cigarette. It's almost done. And I mean, are, are there really shit. people that are going to hold out to the very end? I'm going to defy every government order till the very end when it's almost done. Can we just let it be done? And then, yeah, we could go back to normal, which makes other people happy. And but you know, during this, I started my comedy career. So <laughs> you know, like in the chaos. I mean, it's it's just weird to hear people say, like, complain to the government, like, you made COVID happen. Now end it. We're done. When in reality, <laughs> it was stand-up comedy that made COVID happen. <laughs> oh, I think that's what we should all take away from the show. And I think that's probably a great place to wrap it up, is comedy is not just uh, a plague upon the world, but will probably be the death of it. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you gotta die doing what you love 
You get, right. No, and you got that doing what you love while also killing those people. Exactly. Exactly. It's like those are super spreader comedy shows. Like really gonna end that was exactly one of my old titles, Super Spreader Comedy Tour. <laughs> where basically it was me and uh comedian Austin Carr. We would just go around and um basically just have super spreader shows. Just get a bunch of people in close quarters. I mean, you know, like they, they're doing like these little like pods now where you go outside and then it's like comedy shows outside. It's 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 pretty elaborate and kudos to clubs that are making it work hell yeah what i think we should do is we should enclose those people in those pods while they watch comedy <laughs> with other strangers <laughs> with other strangers now, oh, you, now you're listening to this and you're saying hey that sounds pretty unethical and maybe even illegal right now however <laughs> i would counter with that's comedy so um, <laughs> i think you need to leave comedy to the professionals and you need to leave the doctoring to the doctors, right? <laughs> hey, 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 people! So is this like a herd immunity thing? Like, uh, what are, oh what are no, we it's it, no. Well, it's more like herd immunity, but you're driving them off a cliff. Like you know how uh, the natives used so to hunt, but like they used to like. Uh, no, it. it's definitely. I I won't say it's that word, but I will definitely say it's <laughs> unconsensual murder of these poor bison. Uh. I mean, audience members. <laughs> oh, Lord. You like cattle. No, I mean people. I like cattle, you know. I, I like eat hamburgers. I eat hamburgers. I eat cattle. I put my... I put things there. Ah, boy. I See, I, out. Just, just don't Come taste on. test when you milk the audience. It's horrible. I have... What is this, Twilight Zone? Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> no, don't, don't explain that. Don't explain that. This is meet Don't the parents. He's that. milking the cat. Like what's going ah, on? Ah, there we go. Okay. No, you weren't supposed to explain it. That was part. Oh, right. That's right. Like keep it mysterious. Keep it mysterious. <laughs> it's sexy. Keep it. Keep it dark. No. Um. Hey, give yourself some shout outs. We're gonna go in. Boom. What do you call it? Clockwise. Dan, tell people where they can find you. I'm on okay. Third with the Power people. Ranger Dan. What? <laughs> I was just going to say that Power Ranger day. I was going for Mickey Mouse Club. I dated myself. Um, ah. so, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about, I watched someone with, you know, Britney Spears, and Justin Timberlake, or whatever, whoever was on it. But anyways, uh, I'm on Therapy the Absurd with these people down here, and here, and here. Um, it, you know, at 8 p.m. every Thursday Pacific time, I think that's the same time zone as Spencer. Who's, who's on um, tomorrow with, night? <laughs> And tomorrow we have oh uh, Ron, but anyway, this is gonna be like three weeks out. You might want to go with the date that it's released instead of tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah, March yeah. 4th. So March 4th. what you should have watched, Stefan will get to in just a second because like I'm, names are escaping me. But uh, hey, you should check all of us out, all four of us here, because we're you know look at us look look us up on Instagram or Facebook because we're all doing comedy shows. And not enough people are going to Zoom shows. I understand it's tough, but like you know, you can you can be in your PJs on your couch. That's so right. Go, go sport comics. We're all doing shows. Free, all four of us. Free beer, so, free parking, pants yeah. optional. Mm-hmm. That's what I gotta say. We're all doing shows, and we're doing each other's shows, and it feels good. Caller. <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> so warm and fuzzy. I almost don't feel violated after. <laughs> so <crazy. laughs>
<laughs> so, Stefan, what you got, man? Oh, okay. Uh, I am also uh, one of the hosts of Therapy of the Absurd uh, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can watch uh, clips and old episodes on YouTube, on Twitch, on Periscope, and on Facebook under Therapy of the Absurd. Uh, tomorrow night, which will be March the 4th, we have Ronnie Pascal and Jennifer Lee, both are producer comedians. Uh, Jennifer does tarot reading, so we're going to have an interesting... We don't know who's getting read tomorrow. Woo! Um, and you can find me on Instagram under Stephen Bowman Comedy on Instagram. You can find Dan at DanOchoa79 on Instagram. And on Instagram, you can find Dana Kill under Dana Kill. Mm-hmm. And I have no comedy shows coming up yet, but stay tuned. If you check any of those pages, I will have something up there shortly. Holler. And you can still find both of them on that place where our uncles yell about what makes them pissed. Um, Facebook parlor. That's too funny. Um, I'm Danny Keel. So let's see. Uh, every Tuesday, I host the weekly flap at Flappers. So join us every Tuesday for headlines, 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 and the variety show that was not until it is um, every Tuesday. Every Thursday, I join Stefan, Dan, and Stacy, who is not with us, on the Therapy of the Absurd podcast. Um, later this month, toward the end, uh, March 27th, uh, Saturday, we are doing um, Giggles for Georgia. We are restarting a, a series of uh, shows to raise awareness about politics, particularly in the state of Georgia. So we'll be raising funds and awareness um, about a couple of the great senators we elected earlier this year. Uh, Raphael Warnock and John Ostoff. So Giggles for Georgia kicks back off on, um, I believe that is Saturday, uh, March 27th. Um, March 28th, I actually have a show uh, with Suitman Productions. It's a it's a ladies show. Uh, it's coming out of, I think it's based out of New Orleans, but it's on Zoom. And April 1st, um, I just committed to do an awesome um, American Cancer Society fundraiser. So, but I think it'll be, you know, obviously for the public. And so in the mean and in between, um, again, catch me Tuesdays at the Weekly Flap on Flappers, Thursdays with this amazing crew, The Therapy of the Absurd, and a couple of more shows toward the end of the month. Um, and of course, like he said, on all social, I'm Dana Peel everywhere with two N's. Very important. Very important. Two N's in Dana, I before E um, in my last name. And that's it. And so for, for I'm, I'm all, all over the place on Instagram because I love Instagram. Um, if anybody listening is on Clubhouse, I'm also Dana Kill on Clubhouse, Dana Kill on Facebook, and DJ Dana K on Twitter because I'm trying to build uh, my Twitter house. Uh, so uh, it's a little different there. That's it. She's the busiest. You gotta stay hungry. You right, stay right, right. Hungry. She's eating better than me. Drink, there you drink go. Shakes, vanilla shakes. Uh, I'm sorry. This and this is actually like a golden milkshake. This was turmeric. Um, this was ginger. This was dates, honey. Um, and, Ooh, that sounds uh, delicious. Uh, I love. I'm a. I believe in collagen. If collagen were religion, I would be a disciple. Um, I believe in collagen protein. <laughs> so a lot of protein. <laughs> we all learned a little something today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We had a we had a lot of fun today, folks. Yes. But face game is real. And if you don't <laughs> cape up, then you might just lose out. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.